Welcome to the Retirement Risk Show, the best retirement interviews and advice with Dave Hall. Learn strategies to help you reduce and even eliminate the risks facing your retirement. Hello and welcome to the show. Dave Hall here back again talking about retirement, talking about that uh, exciting period of time that we're all looking forward to where we can do those things that maybe we weren't able to do during our working years, where we can spend time helping others, uh, going and traveling, spending time with family, whatever it is that we will be doing. If you'd like to learn more about how you can get safely through retirement, go to my website, retirementriskadvisors.com. Here you will be able to find uh, the information that we offer from an educational standpoint, our new live event, Shatter Your Retirement Risks Live, where we go through a four-hour masterclass talking about the top 10 financial risks you'll face in retirement, as well as five lies that we've been told for decades about how retirement uh, was going to play out. And then we share with you strategies to help you get to the safe and secure retirement, to solve many of these issues that that become so problematic as we look at a longer and longer lifespan. Also be able to get uh, my new book, Getting Safely Through Retirement, where we break everything down. About a four-hour read, 182 pages, uh, pretty easy to get through, but a great way to go back, take notes, uh, reassess what you're doing to get safely through those retirement years. Today, I'm going to take a little different approach to the podcast. Usually, uh, if you've followed me for any length of time, you know there's not a lot of things that get me too fired up or frustrated with what's going on out there. But today, uh, I guess I've got a little bit of an exception, and it's because I continually see stuff coming out of uh, Ken Fisher's office or Fisher Investment that just is not adding up, is not making sense. Again, I believe it's a misinformation that is not helping anybody get closer to retirement. Again, he's done a masterful job of getting ads out there. Obviously, it's building his business. He's getting a lot of clients that are coming in. But one of the big issues that I have is his approach to annuities. He's mentioned for many years that he hates annuities and that you should too. He's put out a guide that you can get through his website, Annuities in Retirement, Understanding the Trade-Off, which you can tell from the title, really basically trying to say annuities uh, themselves aren't going to help you in your retirement years. Really want to put all that money with us here at Fisher Investments so we can continue you to get uh, the commissions off of those funds. I want to address, as we go through the podcast today, some of the items that come out of here and the way he breaks all this down. It's very interesting how when people are trying to get false information out there, very happy to share many uh, half-truths with you and sometimes even full-truths as they then try to, to break down and show things that may not work the way that they should or that they not going to work the way that uh, is going to benefit them as you look at your overall retirement. And this is, think about a 30-page guide that he's put out there. He starts the guide talking about one of the biggest challenges that we have, and that is the fact that because of uh, life expectancy and the fact that we're living longer, that there's going to be a number of challenges that are going to come up and the need for income. And I've talked about that recently quite a bit on the show. BlackRock did a study where they talked to a bundle of individuals uh, that were in retirement and and going into retirement, asked them uh, where income fell and their overall needs and goals. And what they found is the majority of them would be very happy to have some type of guaranteed income. They'd feel much more comfortable if they could take those 401k assets and IRA assets and be able to turn them into income during those retirement years. And we see this ourselves. We ask the question many times in many of the webinars. 
webinars that we do, how important is income versus assets in retirement? Most people would rather have that income coming in. So it talks about some of the challenges that the market produces and just uh, our society currently. Talks about the fear of short-term stock and bond market declines, which is a big issue. We talk about it in our webinars as sequence of return risk. The interesting thing is, is he never addresses this again. Really, this is his one time to just bring this out, letting people know that there, there is concern here. Impact of inflation uh, and the purchasing power. Another one we talk about, inflation risk, risk of outliving your money, which is longevity risk, the risk that we're going to live longer than our dollars do. And the last one here, a worry of leaving no wealth for your spouse or other loved ones after you pass away. He then goes from there and talks more about this longevity issue, talking about how many of us are going to live longer than we expect we will. In fact, as we look to future longevity, it's going to continue to go up by 2060. Average Americans going to be living to about age 86. Those in retirement going to be living into their 90s if you make it that far because you'll be out of all those pre-deaths that they include in the standard life expectancy tables like infant mortality and accidents happen during your working year. You'll have passed those milestones to get where you need to be. It then talks a little bit more about inflation. So again, does a pretty good job of addressing the risk and the challenges of many of the things that we talk about that we need to solve. And many times uh, when we look at it, we're going to use annuities as a portion of the portfolio to be able to do that. And then he goes in and talks about the appeal to annuities, wants people to understand that, hey, these are the reasons that people would look at them. He goes on to talk about how in the guide, going to talk about these annuities, going to define the different types of annuities and how they work, going to describe the trade-offs you need to consider with annuities, and then illustrate how stocks and bonds can generate income far more effectively than annuities. And so he goes in, the next item, it says annuities are insurance products, not investment vehicles. And yes, they're coming out of insurance companies. I'm not going to refute that. That is something that is correct. But to say they're not an investment vehicle, I don't quite understand what he's talking about. Because if you're looking at any annuity that you have, especially those that are deferred where you're in the growth years, it is an investment vehicle. You're getting rates of return that are getting allocated. And if you've got the right products throughout the rest of your retirement. So to say it's not a investment vehicle, I think is completely wrong. And again, he's trying to say that there's something different than what he has. And therefore, because they're an insurance product, that's a bad thing. Well, one of the great things about insurance products, they're able to provide some protections and some uh, levels to prevent risk that the market can't provide. And so again, don't be fooled as you go through this, if you have, or if you're looking out there on the internet and finding others talking about this, that just because the annuity is an insurance product that somehow it's not an investment vehicle, somehow it's not gonna help you get to your goals for retirement. Now, he then goes on to say why annuities often don't make sense. And, and one of the big things that I found inside of here is he's taking a lot of leeway to use generalizations. He's using the words many, often. You know, these type of words that are going to not pin him in a corner of saying what I'm telling you is not going to be accurate for certain annuities that you should have in your retirement. And please know, I'm not here to tell you you should have every annuity that's out there. I do believe there's some bad annuities, but it's like going in and telling someone that because you had a bad car at one time, you should never buy a car again. And because you know this car does this or this car does that, you shouldn't own any vehicle at all. Well, that's foolish. It doesn't even make sense that that would happen. Although we all know that there are bad cars. Maybe we've had some 
some of those ourselves, but there are also great cars, cars that we've loved, cars that we've enjoyed. Same thing as we look here. So as we look at it, it uh, talks about the high fees that are associated with this, which I find interesting. One of the other things he does throughout here is he picks and chooses how he addresses each of these items. So yes, there are variable products that do have high fees but index products are no fee products. So again, he's going to pick the worst of what the annuities are, pick between the various uh, options that are there, and then use those to help convince people that they should not get into these products. Limited upside, that they're going to have some type of cap. He uses uh, a product with a 3.5% cap on it as his example. Well, guess what? That's not the average out there in the industry. We've got an index products that are going to allow you to get substantially higher returns than that. They have products that aren't even capped uh, based upon the way they work. Surrender charge. This is something that is true, that if you do have an annuity that you end up canceling before you get through the surrender period, that you are going to have some charges, which is why I always tell people you do need to uh, let that money grow. You do need to uh, let it stay there for a period of time. But understand, if you keep the money in there normally, you're not even paying these surrender charges. You're not even having to worry about it, which if you look at the stock market, how many times has someone lost substantial amounts of money to a down market? Because all of a sudden you got scared, you paid the fee to the person that's handling the funds. And then you end up taking the money out because the market went down and lose substantial amounts of money. And please know, too, I'm not at all against stock market investing. I believe it's a critical part of a risk-based retirement plan. In fact, I have stocks myself. I've got a, a portfolio allocation that I use. I've removed the bond portion of my portfolio because I do believe annuities are a better fit for that, fixed indexed annuities. Again, when we look at across the board and what he's doing here becomes uh, very problematic. He talks about confusing guarantees. Well, please know Ken Fisher has no guarantees. Ask Ken Fisher next time, which you're never going to see him. You're going to see people that work underneath him. What is the guarantee they have for their stock and bond investments? It's zero. There's no guarantee there. So I always laugh that one of the big things that these uh, financial advisors bring up to anyone that believes that annuities are a great thing for their retirement, one of the first things they bring up is that the guarantees are so low that this is such a low guarantee, that's not what you're going to want, where they can't provide any guarantees. There's nothing that they can do that's going to prove that you will have that money for sure when you get into retirement. So if the market happened to be down to 15 years or 20 years, whatever you're looking at on the guarantees inside your annuity, guess what? your stock portfolio would be gone because every year it goes up, even if it's gone down substantially, every year it goes up, you'd be getting credits. You'd be getting additional money where the stock, you drop 50, 60%, guess what? It could take decades to be able to get back to break even because now you're just trying to get the money back that you've already lost. And then the last one he talks about there is fixed payments, which again, I, I find it very interesting as you look at it, he picked a specific product, a, a single premium to immediate annuity. Well, guess what? All annuities are not fixed payment. Now, yes, for some people, they may go into a fixed payment. What he's talking about here is saying there's no inflation adjustment. So you get into it in your early years, your retirement, you start taking a $60,000 a year out. Well, by the time you get 24 years into your retirement, it's only buying $30,000 worth of goods and services based on average inflation rates. That didn't solve your problems long term. Well, the good products are designed with inflation adjustments inside there. If the market goes up, you're going to get the upside. But again, once again, he just picked the products that weren't going to help him build his case of what he was trying to say, that these things are not going to work. The other one here that I find extremely disheartening and concerning is he gets to his number seventh point, which is understanding the different types of annuities. Wants to tell you what types of annuities are out there. He starts with a SPIA, single premium immediate annuity. These are the ones 
that most of us are familiar with because these have been sold for a long period of time. These are the ones where you put a half a million dollars into an annuity product and your clock starts that day, meaning you're going to get a set payment based upon the illustrations that are done from the insurance company. That's going to get started. And if you live to 100, you end up winning. You're going to get more back than you put in. But if you end up passing away the next month, you get hit by a Mack truck, guess what? You lost. You ended up uh, having that half a million dollars that, that you lost out on. And this has been one of the misgivings many people have about annuities. So he starts there saying, hey, here we've got these SPIA contracts, single premium, median annuities. Again, typically would not use in our risk-based planning, but could be used in certain situations based insurance company, based upon the needs of the client, based upon the age that they're at, all these things can play in. He then goes to talk about the fixed annuity, which in here he's using a much lower rate than where fixed annuities currently are. These are annuities that are going to give you a fixed rate of return for a, for a period of time. Now understand, none of these products are going to guarantee that amount, especially the high amount for a long term. Now because of interest rates being up, they are higher. Typically, we do not recommend that people use fixed products either. Right now, we've got many of them that are higher than your certificate of disappointment rate. Now this, these CDs have gone up over over the last few years because of interest rates. So we do have some individuals that are using products, that the multi-year guaranteed income products, where it may have a five-year guarantee that they would use that fixed rate that's going to be five, six, seven percent maybe, depending on what that product is. And then the last one he talks about here are variable annuities. And he goes on to talk about how the market downturns and everything that happens there are going to make them less productive. Talks about the high fees that are associated with it. And that's it. What I find interesting, he doesn't even talk about the product that we really need to be using to help solve our retirement issues, which is the fixed indexed annuity. So in his model, he knows if he is to put that in there, if he's to give you the information on the product that really works, all these things are not going to map out the way he's trying to portray the picture. And again, he's done a great job and, and his company over years at trying to paint a good picture of what can be done for retirement and how they're going to be able to help you. Well, understand the index product works completely different than all of these. It's a deferred product. It's not a single premium immediate annuity where you're going to have to annuitize the product day one. In fact, you may never annuitize the product. You may use it as a growth product. It's different than the fixed product. Understand with the fixed product, that it's different than that because it is not set to where you have to enter into the fixed contract. Now understand a fixed indexed annuity will give you the option to where you could. Usually we won't. Usually we'll put the money into the stock market. And then the last one on the variable products, not variable because we're not going down with the market. We've got the protections of a floor that the indexes allow us to have. They're using options to invest. So if the market goes up, they exercise the options, you get a rate of return. If the market goes down, they don't exercise the options and you don't go anywhere. So as you look at what's being taught here, you're only getting partial truths. And this is something you got to be very careful out there with everyone is that you look across the board, many times they're only going to tell you the things enough to help you believe that, yeah, all the things I used to hear about annuities and why they were so bad. Yeah, I can see why he's telling me all this stuff and why it's going to be bad for my retirement. I need to move all my money over to uh, the Fisher Investments and allow them to deal with all this to help me with my retirement. When in reality, again, there's no guarantees that they can get you safely through. Number eight, he goes into talking about the trade-offs. And it's 
interesting here as well. He picks this SPIA. He doesn't pick any of these other products with the increasing income and anything else. He said, look, if you put a million dollars at age 65, you're going to get $45,000 out. And once you die, that's going to be it. As he compares that to one of his portfolios, saying that, again, over time, these portfolios are going to do better. The longer you live, the more you're going to be able to have, which is true as we look at the rates of return and the risks inside the market. But he never addresses sequence of return again. He talks about a 5% distribution rate, which I believe for many people is too high. You went into retirement in 2000 with a 5% distribution rate and you had 2000, 2001, 2002. You start taking 5% from what you started with. You're at a 7, 8, 9, 10% by the time you get to the end of those three-year period of time. So this is another problem. And he talks about it here, but doesn't really point it out to a level that you understand how problematic it is. As he locks you into a 5%, guess what? If you have 2008, the market went down 40%. Your 5% that you're taking out just went down 40%. You're living off of 40% less than you were before the market went down. It's that sequence of return that becomes problematic. And again, for your assets that you're going to invest, I have absolutely no problem that they go inside of the stock market. I want to use a portion of the portfolio for that, but we also want our safe investments to replace the bonds to allow us to get that income that's guaranteed inflation-adjusted tax-free. Another part of what he doesn't promote in most of his material, that you can get those into Roth accounts where that can be tax-free that will last as long as you do. Now, he does mention inside of here the ways that the portfolio can get you income, mentions taking dividends from the stocks you own. Again, many stocks do pay dividends. This is a model that many people I talk to use, uh, not a bad model from a stock perspective, but can be very problematic uh, if those dividends get cut. Or again, we get downturns or bad periods where these companies are having problems. That's not guaranteed. You're not going to keep getting that dividend for the rest of your retirement. Receiving interest payments from your bonds. Well, if you look at what the bond market did last year, down uh, more than it's been in four decades. Not real safe if we're looking at it as a way to help us fund our retirement. Now, again, there's locked-in bond rates, uh, interest rates you could use. And the last one says, selectively selling stocks, bonds, or both, which will likely appreciate in value over time. We call this homegrown dividends. So in trying to get back to your roots, trying to make it uh, sound like somehow they're working for you and making all this happen, you're going to have those homegrown dividends and the investments. And, and all this is true. All these things can happen. All these things can go forward. But in the end, he still can't make it work. He still can't guarantee that you're going to get the money that these products have. And if you're using a well-diversified portfolio where you do have your stock investments, you do have your, your principal protected investments, what we find is we go back to top economists, top PhDs, they continually find that these are going to outperform long-term and provide better solutions for us without the worry. One of the biggest problems he has is you look at his stuff. And again, he does finally go back and do a, an analysis against a partial stock partial annuity platform. But again, he uses a speed. He doesn't even use the product that really is designed to help in this day with where things are at to get you to the best point. So I found all this uh, very disheartening. Again, uh, Ken Fisher does a great job of marketing. Uh, you may be working with him and his group and maybe you're happy and that's okay. But as I look at the misinformation that's being provided, it, it's very concerning. In fact, one of my friends wrote an article. We've had him on our show before. He's done some webinars with me. His name's Tom Hegna. He wrote an article back in 2018, why Ken Fisher really loves annuities and you should too. And he begins his article about talking about all the number of ads that are out there where Ken says, I hate annuities and you should too. And then goes on to share this guide and tell you why they're such a problem. 
Tom continues on uh, in this article by saying, I'm 100% positive that Ken Fisher loves annuities. Let me tell you why. He has run an absolute brilliant marketing campaign. Annuities in this case, variable annuities, are an easy target. They do have higher fees than many other investment products. So when he looked across the landscape of investment products, he had to find a product that was widely owned that had higher fees than him. See, the dirty little secret of Ken Fisher is that he has high fees too. He can't pick a Vanguard or Fidelity, nope, because their fees are lower than his. Well, there are a lot of products that have high fees, real estate, options, futures, gold, and commodities. But which of these is widely owned and can be transferred to Ken Fisher investment accounts with just a couple of signatures? Variable annuities, voila! He found the perfect target. And again, as you look at it, obviously he's made substantial money in doing conversions as we look here, but please understand he's not telling us the full story. And again, all he's looking at as a product that most of us probably shouldn't have in our retirement either, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't have annuities in general. Those variable annuities generally need to be replaced with a index product to be able to get us that safety and allow us to have production. Also ends the article by talking about a number of things that Ken doesn't ever address uh, with his half-truths that he shares. So one of the things that he talks about in some of his advertising is that uh, someone selling one of these products could get an 8% commission or more. Does he mention that the 8% did not come out of your account? No, he never talks about that. Does he mention that a commission is a one-time fee paid for by the issuing company? No, he never talks about it being a one-time fee because why would he when he's getting annual fees that he's going to be able to get the benefit off? Does he mention that his fees will come out of your client's account forever? Nope. Does he tell the client all the guarantees you're giving up? No, he doesn't talk about that. Does he explain the difference between different types of annuities? No, and I've mentioned that very heavily here. He takes the worst one, uses it in his case, and then uh, leaves out the best one that most people should be using, that income annuities are not even fee products or spread products. No, he doesn't mention that. Does he explain to clients that they really must use an annuity to take longevity risk off the table? No, again, the stocks, bonds, none of these are ever going to do it. Does he tell them that PhDs around the world recommend that you at least cover your basic expenses in retirement with guaranteed lifetime income? No. Does he stress the need for tax diversification using life insurance as well? No. Does he stress the importance of having a plan for long-term care? No. All these things that Ken Fisher and his group don't do, he never talks about. So I hope this is helpful. Again, please know, I'm not here to bash on Ken Fisher. What I'm here to do is to help people better understand that there's a lot of misinformation being provided by large financial institutions that are not helping your retirement. They're designed to help them get into a better position financially, not to help you. And we need a mix. I talk about it all the time. We need an emergency fund bucket. We need a market-based bucket that's going to be stocks primarily. My best option is using uh, low-fee ETFs or mutual funds to do this. Very small group, one, two, three funds to be able to separate that out. And then the third one is our principal protected bucket. Going to have uh, indexed annuities, maybe permanent life insurance inside of there to get us through these issues. And then we've got our three tax buckets, our taxable tax deferred and tax-free. Our goal is to make it simple not to complex things. Hopefully this has helped you better understand that as you're looking at what's out there, the old annuities of yesterday are not the annuities of today. And if you really want to get to a safe and secure retirement, you're going to need to mix this up and start looking at retirement different than you have. My name's Dave Hall. This is our show. Look forward to seeing each of you again next week, where we'll once again talk about some of the issues and risk that you will face in retirement. And that's today's episode. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. 
The Retirement Risk Show is a production of the Retirement Risk Advisors. Our show was produced by C.R. Talene and Autumn Koenig. If you're a CPA looking for more retirement education, visit retirementriskadvisors.com.